Frozen Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bros and Shows. Show where two bros talk about shows. They force each other to watch. I'm Baller67, aka Josiah Burkhart. And with me, as always, I have my buddy, I got my pal. I got my brother, my brother Austin. Austin, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing pretty okay. I was telling you pre-show that um, my work has officially called back half the overtime, so I now only have to work four hours of overtime instead of the full eight. Um, so that's really that's nice. I that. um, but other than that, it's okay, Dave. I can't really complain other than that. I just... It. Got to have a nice little weekend because you and the boys came out, chilled, hung mm -hmm. out. Uh, well, you and the boys, you and uh, Jordan came out, <laughs> and then other people from Pittsburgh came around. Um, yeah, and that was fun. That was good. And mm -hmm. Austin, <laughs> I have to tell you, we played Digimon a little bit, um, and I got the the thought. I'm like, you know what? Austin's playing it. Jordan's playing it. I might as well just make a deck or something like that. I was looking at why I wanted to buy or try out or whatever just to have like that one deck that i have so that way i'm um and i was looking at my favorite digimon who's the boss monster from season one digimon myosmon myosmon yeah um i don't know if you remember this austin but back in first grade i want to say it was no it was third grade i remember the classroom back in third grade we had halloween and for me, I cosplayed or I dressed up as my Osman for me. And I remember I had mom's boots and he had bats on the boots. So I took white out and made bats. Mm -hmm. um, got a cape. I got a little mask thing. I did my best. I basically just looked like the vampire. Nothing more. Um, and I loved it. And he's always been one of my favorite Digimon, even though he's the bad guy of the... Uh, Mm -hmm. the series i just i i think that's honestly where my love or enjoyment of vampires came from was digimon in my because i always just mm -hmm. remember that people always said that in the digimon show digimon like digimon are not inherently evil it's not like all Myosismon are evil. All Agumon are good. It's like each one is different. And so I'm like, so that means I could have a good Myosismon. Nothing saying that good. Mm -hmm. So that's always why I thought about. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking I, into that deck. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because like, um, I, you know, I was really hesitant to play that game when I first was asked to play. I was like, uh... And then I played it and I was like, hmm, I actually fairly, thoroughly enjoy this card game. Hmm. Uh, how the resources work in that game is really well done. So I'm actually, you know, I'm pretty excited about all that. So uh, I've got a couple star decks now and I got a real deck uh, that I didn't bring with me because I was like, well, you know, what's the use of it? And then Jordan's like, oh, I brought mine. I was like, oh, man, like, <laughs> so I felt kind of like, well, that kind of stinks. So, you know, one thing I found funny about uh, playing it with you mm -hmm. is when we played it, we were playing one thing wrong. It's the thing I found out. First turn doesn't get no memory. 
just zero and they yeah. just do their turn uh, me and yeah. jordan whenever i i played it with him oh i did not we know did that. first yeah. turn had three memory and i was like oh so nope. there's no benefit but i guess you know it's balanced or what yeah. i never noticed because i'm trash but hey what can you do <laughs> so yeah you'll have to look forward to that i'll have to look forward to to play that game or looking for those cards i don't know i i still don't know anything about the game i just thought about that today i'm like yeah i'll i'll make that deck Austin, sounds pretty that's what we're talking about today Austin, is a show that i i actually haven't watched this was my first time watching it uh it was <laughs> a show that um i've i'm an avid 14 player i play 14 a lot to, to the point of like you guys complaining that I don't play with y'all more often because I'm yeah. on my own playing 14 because mm -hmm. it's a good game. I'm telling you, if you played it, you would know, but you wouldn't know because you can't play it right now. And I believe yeah. that's changing here. Um, hmm. But this was a show that was presented at a uh, fan fest based off of a true story in a blog by an actual player of 14. And it's called Dad of Light. So I asked you to watch it with me. And in, I don't know, call it in proxy, any viewers or, or listeners who watched it with. And so this was my first time, as well as yours. And I want to ask you first, Austin, what's your thoughts? What did you think about it? Uh, so the first thing I have to bring up is this. Okay. Is um, my wife and me, I sat down, she... Uh, this was probably Thursday night. So mm -hmm. the next, no, it wasn't Thursday night. It was like Wednesday night. Cause the next day I was leaving for pit and, um, I sat down and I started the first episode and she was right beside me. And the first five minutes of that show is like him talking about how his dad and him, um, you know, played final fantasy. Like when he was young, he was playing final fantasy one. And then his dad no. picks it up, and then either was three. Was it three? I believe. Okay, because I don't really know. I know that like I saw it the Famicom, and I was yeah. like, okay, so it's NES era. I, could, I mean, I could be wrong too, but I'm pretty sure it's three because it had Onion Knight. So I think three is the one that. Mm, gotcha. Yeah, Go on. Yeah. So, um, there was a scene where like you know the son gets up to get like a glass of water, or go to the bathroom or something. And the dad's up and he's playing and his son like approaches him and he's like, Hey, you know, and he's telling him like certain things that he should do. And they start like hanging out. And my wife is like, what the heck are you watching? And she looks over and she just sees me like tearing up and like tears are coming down. She's like, what's wrong? Why are you crying about this? It's like, um, it's just something, you know, I was like, I can't watch the show right now. And I just, hung, <laughs> I turned it off. And like, I put the remote down. She's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. I just, I don't want to watch it right now. And she's like, why are you crying? I was like, I, I don't want to watch it right now. And she kept bugging me. And she's like, I don't understand. I want to help. Is it a problem? And I was like, it's not a problem. It's just a memory I had. And she's like, tell me. And I was like, okay. So like when we were young, like me and Josiah would always play video games together. And some of those video games I suck at. Like I'm terrible at some of those video games. Well, and so like- were, There were certain yeah. ones where you were good with and I, we bounced back and forth. 
Yeah, and we would help each other out with stuff. Like, we'd be like, hey, let's just do this. Hey, let's do this. And it reminded me of, like, a time where, like, I didn't have to worry about too much, and I just sat around with you and played games. And I had that memory pop back in, and it was a happy memory. And I was like, and the whole time, when I'm turning off the TV, and I was like, I can't watch this, I even stated this. I said, that son of a gun is making me watch something <laughs> that's going to do this to me. And she's like, ooh, that's why she was thinking that, like, she didn't understand. And I told her, and she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm upset with him right now. And she's and like, she okay. she just responded, that son of a gun's making you watch something. Yeah. So, like, um, it was, th this show was very emotional. Okay. Um, it punched me in the feels, but also cringe. Um, <laughs> there is some cringy yeah. parts and I can understand, like, I understand the whole Japanese media culture and everything. And some things are just like very, not done very well, like transitional wise. And maybe some people like it and they can get over it, but I can't get over some of the cringe that happens in that show. Mm. Um, also the transitions that they use sometimes. I just feel like I'm like, Ugh, why? Why did we need that transition between the game and uh, the show? Because, you know, it's just, I don't know what was going on, but there was some times where I just rolled my eyes and I was like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? Like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I already know what's going to happen. Within the first two episodes, I knew the whole twist, like the, the plot prop, like the problem that they're you know he's trying to solve yeah. i kind of knew what it was but i didn't know what it was so like i knew he was dealing with an illness and the first thing that pops in your mind when like someone quits their job is like cancer yeah, yeah. so like i was like oh it's cancer and then later on in like a couple episodes they're like oh you know like my dad had the cover reversed and i turned out it was porn you know i was like <laughs> well pornography like is a huge problem like it's considered an illness sometimes yeah, it's, like it's addiction. addiction you know so like especially around in that country like um it's not it's, just it's, that. it's, every, it's yeah. everywhere like yeah but just, like in in america we are much more okay with it yeah everywhere. people don't try to think that yeah it's rampant so like uh you know it's a thing it's kind of like gambling is where it's an addiction and it's an illness because people can't you know they can't control themselves um so the thing is is like this show sometimes was like this is a good show and then sometimes i was like this is super cringe like i can't i can't handle this there's a part what was the part that made me cringe so much oh i'm trying to think because there was a well, lot <laughs> think of it if you can i'll, I'll say this awesome right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching it too. Uh, I initially watched the first episode back when it came out. Like, I think I think mm -hmm. it had to be like 2018. <laughs> I want to say yeah. maybe it's 17. I, I don't know the exact date it came out. I watched the first episode, and you know me, I don't handle cringe very well. Mm -hmm. And I was instantly like, "Ooh, that's really cringy." I mean, I like what they're going with. Really cringy, and I didn't cringe because of people. I cringe because of in-game stuff. Oh. Like, this is something that only someone who plays 14 would know. For instance, uh, in the very beginning, when the dad's like, they're all sitting there talking around, then one person just runs into the, the group. It's just like, it's your father. He's being attacked by a high-level creature. Yeah, I was cringe there. And, well, 
my brain instantly went like, who cares? If he dies, he teleports back to the main town. He doesn't lose nothing. It's a MMO. It's not like he's losing progress or anything of that sort. But there's like, no, we have to save. And they do the like anime transformation thing. And oh I'm just my like, oh, gosh. No. There are people. There are people who do that. There are people who macro like transformations to their job switching, which more power mm -hmm. to you. You love RPing. You enjoy the game how you want to enjoy. It was just super funny to see it in a show. And then they run well, up and kill the Trent. But here, here's well, the funny thing. That uh, Trent is literally like five levels ahead. It's not that yeah, hard. And it just, yeah. it was funny. It, there was, there's moments like that where I was just, I cringed at what was going on, but I, they get me, man. They get me with the humor. Like some of the humor of the show really made me bust that like guttural stomach like ho 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 kind of laughing got me did, did you remember the cringe part you were thinking of yeah i figured it out uh so there's two cringe parts that i remember it's the one where him and his dad go out to eat okay and they start drinking their beer and he looks over and his dad's like oh. <laughs> and i was like stop oh so, i was like oh and the thing is too is like uh the other one that got me cringe is one of the final battle scenes with that uh, twin, twin, Tanya. twin, yeah, twin Tanya, mm -hmm. where like he he looks over at her character and he looks over at her and I was like, that doesn't happen in game. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. it just was cringe. I was like, that, oh no. So so like a lot of those things <sighs> I kind of give a pass for. Um, a, a lot of the in-game stuff I kind of give a pass for when it comes uh, characters. No one's walking around and emoting next to someone outside of just emote spamming something. Oh, a lot of it is just all texting, but that doesn't transfer very well to a show. You know? So them yeah. doing emotions and like the whole looking at each other, finishing off the fight. That's that's kind of like what a show would do. I was fine with that. And I, I definitely get that. It's, it's more of like one of the things I think they did really well is the kind of the beats to the comedy in this show like the first episode when she goes and saves him from the trend and then he walks forward and she's looking at him he's looking at her she's looking at him and he spins around and just runs off yeah that was actually pretty funny that, i laughed pretty hard on that one it was hilarious to see but that's completely what would happen in it especially if you don't know how to talk to someone how else do you think someone i don't know run around them and run off I'm just surprised he didn't jump a couple times as well. Like that's that's what I do. If I want people to like look at me in 14 or in other games, I'm jumping like a dumb idiot, being like, "Look at me, look at me." And then people will come and stack for the marker. But I, I appreciate that because that's something from an actual context of the game. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just kind of dive forward into it. You you mentioned kind of early on. You kind of knew. What, what the yeah, kind of story was going by that it was kind of predictable like because the thing was was like i kind of got to a point where i was like the only reason why real people like would quit their job or something like that is because they're not happy with their life or they're suffering from an illness and i said hmm, it's probably an illness thing and they're gonna try to bring this but it didn't end how i expected it to end mm -hmm. um because um I thought the ending was going to be this thing where, like, you know, his dad's about to... I thought his dad was going to die. 
Okay. And I was like, oh, he's going to reveal to him before he dies, like that, you know, he's the end game person, you know, um, but doesn't happen like that. And then the biggest part that I hated that I cringed at too again was the part where they're at the hospital and he turns around and like there's a shining light and he smiles and he's like, <laughs> he's like, dead of light. And I was like, stop, <clears throat> stop. I was like, but I get it. I get it. I get it. It's supposed to be this emotional thing. You, you and know, I, I get that, but I hated it. You know what? You know what's funny, man? Hmm. Uh, the thing that made me enjoy this show so much more was looking at it from the eyes of a middle-aged woman. And what I mean by that is Highmark. You remember those Highmark movies that everyone always like sends you like? Oh, Hallmark? Hallmark, thank you. I say Highmark. Yeah. I meant Hallmark. Yeah. Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Oh. This... This is it's like a Hallmark movie. this is the Final Fantasy's Hallmark movie. This is a and Japanese it made me Hallmark enjoy movie. Enjoy it so much more. Like some of the parts that I found super cringy was the stuff that happened in real life, but they dubbed over things with like in-game stuff. Like whenever the boss tells him to go find out why the one person wants to quit, and they put the song of like. You got your quest accepted go do it and then whenever he finds it out and they're like hey you did congratulations and they do the fanfare for them winning i, mm -hmm. I was kind of like okay that's kind of stupid but it makes me laugh because you know they, they they put it in there i'll give them points as someone who likes the game those little things made me enjoy it more mm -hmm. i that's why i'm kind of like interested in your perspective because you've you've tested the game I'll say you test the game because I've got you to download the free trial. You hmm. played up to level 10 and then you didn't touch it ever again. I guess I shouldn't have. I guess I should have saved you from dying and that could have kept you playing. Uh, I think it wasn't that. It was more of like uh, I was going through a lot at that time with school. And so like I couldn't really invest something so much. But then when I went back to invest it, that's when I found out that I couldn't. Hmm. Um, so I kind of just moved on. I was like, well, I can't kind of do it, so I can't do anything. So I just moved on. Well, and there may be a time here soon you'll be able to. Yeah. Not, and the thing I'll is, maybe, you know, and I've decided that I'm not going to go to summer school. Uh, the last time we did it, it was when I was doing summer school, which oh. if you've ever done summer school for college, it's you know, usually a semester of college is like 16 weeks, you know, uh, but a summer semester is shoving 16 weeks of stuff into 11 weeks and it can be very stressful yeah. and that's why i was like i don't know if i can invest in this because i gotta get all this stuff done um you know and then i would just play halo or i play something that was just like these you play a pick small up little and drop games. game i, I get yeah. you because that's how i was in like high school that's why i played halo was because of pick up and but this is, yeah this game is not <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, but the thing is, is like, I think I would have got more of the references and stuff uh, if I played the game. Like, I would, I yeah. think I would get more of the outcomes with this. But as someone that's looking outside of it, it looks cringy, and I don't like how they switch back and forth. Like, I, I get it from time to time, but there's some times where I'm just like, I hate when things are prolonged for so long in a plot because they want to keep going with this until like it hits to a maximum level where you can't handle it anymore. And then you have to cry. And, <laughs> you know, something I learned in English class, like last semester is with how Hallmark works is, uh, someone told me that they knew someone that worked at Hallmark, 
uh, one of the writers, and they would have four formulas. And the first formula is um, a kid or someone gets into trouble and finds Christmas spirit and saves something. The second one is a woman falls in love with a man that she comes back to town for. Yeah. Like she just comes back to town because there's like a death or something and a man's there that she went to high school with and they fall in love. And then the third one is uh, a woman is abused and uh, somebody comes into town and like, you know, stops that whole thing. And the fourth one is uh, like football hero thing where it's like, oh, this guy succumbs over uh, an injury or something. And uh, that was the formula they used for years. They were just like, oh, same movie. Let's use this formula. Same movie. Let's use this formula. Just different characters or different environments. Mm. And this movie, after you said it, you're like, it's like a Hallmark movie. When you said that when I was in Pittsburgh, I was like, he's correct. That guy's science correct on this. And which is true because some of the things that I've seen, I'm like, yes, this is very Hallmark. Like they try to do like the, the funny friend, the funny little friend that can't make it. And he leaves, like when he left, when he's like, I'm going to New York, I was like, he'll be back. I was like, he'll be back in a week. He did something wrong. You say fine little friend, up. dude, that guy, that guy was instant. like, you're, you're, you're a creep, dude. You're putting off major creep vibes. Cause he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to go America. There's a part with him that's cringe too. And it was with the two girls with the soccer Volleyball, ball. Yeah. And they just like kept hitting him. And I was like, yep. But, yep, but you got uh-huh. the context of it, right? It, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one thing I'll say is like the, the little cringy parts or whatever you want to say. It makes it makes sense. And they're trying to keep it feel good and, and active. And, and that's what I meant by Hallmark is. Like, you don't feel the pressure or the stress of what's going on when you find mm-hmm. out that he's something's wrong with him. Still presented in a way of like. We're still having fun. We're still playing this game. My life is wonky and weird. Like the <laughs> when the dad goes to get into the house and he can't turn off his monitor in time, so he like turns around real quickly and the dad thinks he was watching you know, caught him caught him doing something. That actually made me laugh, but like I rolled my eyes because I knew it was coming. <laughs> See. <laughs> But that's so, like something straight out of like a Hallmark movie, you know, where it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry Uh-oh. I caught you. It's like, you didn't catch me. I'm trying no. to keep something away from you. From you. No, like, so what's really funny is when that scene happened, I thought of Jimmy Wong's stand-up. Uh, okay. So Jimmy Wong is the guy that plays uh, Jing Yang mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley. And he talks about how he was upset to tell his dad he wanted to be a comedian. And... The whole time he was like, you know, he's like, I'd be sitting in there and I'd be uh, like, you know, I, I would be like writing these, you know, little jokes and stuff. Because yeah. I always wrote this joke and he's like, one time my dad caught me writing jokes and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, um, porn? <laughs> you know? <laughs> or he's like, um, calculus? And he's like, good boy, good boy, Jimmy. You, you good boy, you know, you, you learn no books. And then he's like, when I finally just moved out of Korea, He's like, I, I just moved out of there and I just became a comedian. My dad was like, you weren't looking at porn or doing math, were you? And he's like, no, dad. And he's like, okay, you make money. That's fine. <laughs> so like, it, like when that happened, I just thought of Jimmy, Jimmy Wong's like, um, um, stand up. It was mm-hmm. so funny. I don't know. That just clicked in my head. Uh, if you guys get a chance to watch Jimmy Wong's special, it's on 
Amazon Prime. Hey, hear me out there, buddy. I'm, I'm promoting you. Um, so there is another thing that I want to, I'm a little upset with. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I missed it or it, it's true, but okay. they don't tell you what he's sick, like the illness, yes, do they? they? They leave it ambiguous. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, like it makes me feel like there's no conclusion to a story. It's just like he got over it. And I knew that whole crap that they were trying to pour is like one year later. It's like he's alive. I was like, he's alive. You know, and then like she comes in, she's like, Oh, do you have any laundry? And she's crying and like he's like, Oh mom, what if dad would have seen you like that? You gotta cheer up. And I was like, His dad's still alive. And then he knocks, he's like, Hey, I have a question. And I was like, Yep. I I get it. I just it upset me <laughs> i didn't i wanted to know what he had um because uh, like it kind of felt like there was enclosure at the I, end of the series so i believe he did have cancer i don't know if he's still alive or mm-hmm. if 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 he passed away um I was trying to find something out. Yeah, because like he doesn't pass in the, the seventh episode, because the eighth episode is completely different from the seventh episode. Uh, well, from the whole series, and so like he's back there and he's still playing Final Fantasy, but he doesn't. He still doesn't tell his dad. So apparently, the dad came out of it perfectly. Okay. Um... And then like. We were never, he never reveals himself to his dad either. Well, he, which, did. When, he did. When did that but, happen? Uh, it, it's right after the thing where he's like, um, congratulations, dad. And he kind of like blew it off like, oh, whatever. And then he says it again. And then he's like, yeah, thank you, Mayday. And mm-hmm. he kind of felt bad. But then you had like the scene where he's kind of like, wait, dad. And you see, like, the realization, like, he knows, but he doesn't want, like, it makes sense still, for, for a well, couple things. Well, the thing is, is, like, what what upsets me is, like, usually a show like this promotes that being friends with your dad in a video game and being closer to something you both love can drive a better relationship. In this case, it's just awkwardness. And it's still awkward even after this whole thing has gone on is like how they talk to each other. Hmm. Um, you know, like him going in asking him, Hey, can you show me how to play a tank? He's like, just do it with your friends. And he's like, no, I want to learn. So then I can like, you know, surprise them, yeah. you know? So that was the last episode. So fun fact. Awesome. Hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, do you know that this whole thing is based on a true story, right? Yeah, like I never realized it until the beginning of the eighth episode, where it says based on a true story. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so this this is probably based on something that like has happened, and they have like you know so, someone that has done this. So at this point, Austin, I'm going to divulge some information that changes how I feel about the story and actually it hits a little harder. Okay. So the main character, Matey Matey, is a real player in fourteen. His dad, um, everything that happened in this show actually happened. He wrote a blog post about it. The whole thing about him doing the guidebook 
was 100% real. His dad took the guidebook, he found it cheap, and he started doing like taking notes and everything. Or, and he asked his uh, his uh, son to help him look through it. And he's like, why why don't you ask your friends in the game to? He's like, I want to surprise them with me knowing how to do this stuff. Uh, one of the things people kind of like point out is the fact that they faint to Ifrit, which is a very easy first game boss. But that really happened because the kid and his friends, he, he asked his friends to wipe if the father failed, uh, essentially making it higher stakes. And they, they had to fight through, like he had to learn stuff because according to the, the thing, uh, the father would get tunnel vision on Ifrit and Ifrit has a mechanic where he would drop these things called nails. And you have to kill them or else he will wipe you. And the father wouldn't switch to them he would just keep attacking Ifrit and that's why they wipe and they grew like he learned he started growing and, and becoming better and that's the whole thing now here's the thing Austin the guy who plays Mady Mady um a three years ago went to the hospital because he was having some internal problems and after surgery they find out he had some form of gastro cancer of some sort he got it removed and the main guy who does 14 like the producer is named yoshida uh, matsuo yoshida i believe i said it wrong but yoshi p is how most people know him. that's how i know him and this blog is very popular in japan because of just the idea of bringing your family into the game and, and grow and yoshida came over to showed up at the hospital with him talked and became friends with him and gave him a Gundam model and told him, hey, I know you like models and I like models. I like Gundam too. Can you make this? And I'll maybe have it on my desk or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. Well, Austin, last year, uh, well, now it's about a year or so ago, uh, May May was put in a hospital and he revealed that he, the cancer came back and he unfortunately died a couple months ago, about six months ago. Um, and so this is his legacy, is this story and, and day of light and every story. Um, I have no word on, I don't know if like his father's still alive or how his mom's whatever, but he left a, a lasting impression and like Yoshifi said some words like how he like remember him. And it was, it was really touching because like Yoshifi is a very emotional guy. Like you, you don't know him. Um, you've never seen him, but he's a very fun and energetic guy, really cares about his work. And it, it's it's rough seeing him like tear up. He is probably one of the most emotional video game devs I've ever met. There was also a scene, um, not a scene, in the newest live layer, uh, when Endwalker was in the process of it, it got revealed that the guy who does the music, Soken, um, also got cancer during that time too. And Yoshi P is best friends with him and it hit him hard. And during that time, Soken's um, like, I don't want to stop working. I want to continue working, making my music, playing my music, even at the hospital until they make it work. And it was just a super emotional thing. I'll send you a link to it, hap like him talking about it. And it's just, it, it's, ah, oh, man, it's so, it's crazy watching this and knowing about like the struggle that he faced um what he did and, and just 
he also formed a great community around him in the Japanese a community just off of these blogs. Like it wasn't just this one. It was a couple other ones he did too. And a lot of the people in the show are real people like the Kieran, the little Lalafell girl who like helped him out. That's a real person. <laughs> Most of the people are. Um, and yeah, it just, I don't know, man. It, it makes the, it makes the show hit harder knowing that like he got to connect with the father and then four or five years later, man, time came. Um, yeah. but this, this is one of those situations where it's like, whew, I don't know. It, it it's rough. I don't want to sit here and like, I don't know, bring down, I don't want to say bring down, but like bring down the podcast, <laughs> bring down the podcast. It, it, I don't know. It, it was just something as I was watching it, I was just like, I knew happened. And so. That's pretty was interesting just... to figure all that stuff out. And it brings depth to the story. And that makes a lot of sense now. But let's talk about the terrible episode eight. <laughs> you, you oh, we can talk gosh. about episode eight, Austin. Episode eight made me cringe. Um, okay. I, it was the only episode where I couldn't watch it, really. Okay. Uh, especially the ending with the kiss thing and the wings. Okay. Here's the I, thing that's a legit uh, thing in the game. Oh my gosh, please, why? Okay, okay awesome. Why? Explain awesome. to me and the viewers why this must be okay. a thing. Okay, awesome. I'll explain to you. Yes. So, the first part of episode eight is a not really kind of a retelling of what the show was. Honestly, you could get away with just watching episode eight and getting the whole story of the show. You just miss out on some of the fun happens. And, um, side note. Didn't say this when we were talking about it, but I do want to mention that the father's name is Indy Jones, and that that was the thing that made me girl laugh, like ho 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 laugh, because that's a hilarious name. Uh, because he's like, you have to name him like a hero, and then Indy Jones, of course. Um, but yeah, episode eight is called the Eternal Bond, and it's about the the one friend, the two characters who met in game, became friends in game, and then married each other life but because of how busy they were they can't have actual way and i believe this is also a true story like this actually happened too yeah. um final fantasy 14 offers a thing called eternal bond which is a thing that you do with another player that is essentially a wedding in game and upon you doing it the female of the group will get a wedding dress which is what she wore and the male will get a axio which i believe they now made it like gender neutral so a male can wear the female dress and vice versa Neither here or there. Regardless, what then the group has to do is the two has to go to the symbol of their gods from the game to be collect them to show that they're going to do it, and other players can attend the ceremony and enjoy it with them. That cutscene you saw with them with the wings, that is the cutscene for the intro bond. And so the fact that you know, Mandy's like, you know, you guys can't have a real wedding because you guys are so busy. You guys are broad, so you don't have the resources available to you. At least you can have a way in game. And that's why they did. So it's a legit thing you can do in game. And there are benefits to it, actually. There's some like nice perks with I think the wedding ring allows you to teleport to each other at will. Um, which for you, you're like, who cares? For me in game, I'm like having the ability to teleport to someone instantly is sometime a godsend. 
is there are some mechanics that are really hard like there's a jump puzzle technically the person could jump all the way to the top and then you just teleport to them and be done you, you completed there, there's things like that and, and also just like if you're, you're playing with the friend or you know you you marry it it's perfectly good there there's benefits to it there's good things and it was just a nice little story about two people who actually met in 14 who got married in 14 and that that happens i'm i'm part of a discord channel of a bunch of like people who play 14 and they'll post pictures of like me and my significant others eternal bonding game you know this is us you know we're having fun we're playing the game i'm glad i got them into it or hey we met each other in 14 it's games have evolved now past the point of just being games especially mmos mainly mmos evolved from just being games to being social tools and there's going to be a point where social media just becomes games and vice versa and that world's probably fastly approaching and i have no idea how long that will be 14 is that way to me it's a game that i enjoy playing that i try to get other people to play because i want them to experience the highs and lows like i do because the game has those highs and lows it it has everything across the board i i highly recommend it but right now you can't play it austin even if you want to Mm. Unless you buy it. I think you if you buy it now you can something like that. You just can't play the trial. Because too many people are playing the game right now. Alright, Austin. Do you yeah. have any thoughts? Do you have any last thoughts? Uh really in reality, I I wasn't a fan of this and probably slowly to the reason why I'm not a fan of it is because some of the things did not make sense because I don't play the game, so I don't really understand some of the context or how things work. Okay. Uh, like how you just explained that. So the eternal bond thing um, doesn't make me want to even play the game now, <laughs> but like I understand why it's there. It's just something that like I think it's a mechanic that I, as a player of certain games, I just wouldn't use. It, it's, uh, but also it's a too, social is function. Like, what, you, what you're saying is that that doesn't make you want to play the game, but that's not something that everyone does. That's not why people play it. Mm. If people don't play 14, do the eternal bond ceremony. Eternal bond no, ceremony no. is something that people do if they're really into the game and they have someone else who's really in the game that they want to connect with. Like me, I can see that me and like Alex, people would like it. Well, me, me and Alex joked that we should get our characters eternally bond. Because then it would allow us to be able to teleport to each other and help each other out whenever we want. And there's other benefits to it. But, you know, it's just me and Alex. Me and Alex are just good friends. You can do that and done. It, it's it. just a mechanic. I don't know. It's just something that, like, I probably... You know, the thing is, is, like, also, too, is what, what steers me away from, like, MMOs like this um, is because I've never really enjoyed them. Yeah, well, that's not uh, a 14 thing. That's an MMO in general. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I used to play... What's the ones I've always played? I played World of Warcraft. I've played Terra. Um, oh, what's that one? Uh, Geisha Impact. Well, um, Geisha Impact's not... Like no, that. No. Oh, okay, then it's like... It, you know, it, that's it has... The thing. It has... <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe you could label Genshin Impact as an MMO. I wouldn't. It's not a multi, like it's a multiplayer game, but it's not a massive multiplayer. You're not like in an area with people. There's no social aspect. 
World of Warcraft yeah. and Terra are, but how far did you play those games? World of Warcraft I played almost for a solid year mm -hmm. uh, when I lived with my cousin. And then um, Terra, I played for probably about six months because, uh, you know, it's a free to play game. Yeah. Um, I think Black Desert was like that, too. If I'm correct. Um, but I only played that for like a month. Uh, but See, it's really something that like, I don't know. I just feel like um, it's the same way I have the feeling with some games is where there's so much stuff to do. It overwhelms me yeah. a little bit and I can be like, oh my gosh, I got to go here. How am I supposed to know go here because of this? And it's like, oh, well, also too is I'm also very bad at trying to develop myself into an environmental story. Um, Cause sometimes if it doesn't grab me to play it, like I want to play it, I'm just clicking through the story. Yeah. Well, so that is something that uh, I will say about like 14. Most MMOs, the story takes a second place to like the gameplay, like raids or tiers and everything. 14 is a very heavy story. Like you're yeah. meant to pay attention. Like I, like I even told in on the podcast and everything of that sort, the newest expansion, the Spanish before had me crying by the end of it, just because of yeah. the, the emotions and bonds and story that was being told, um, just hit me because I'm at that point in my life where it's like the whole story at one point became, you know, there's this evil in this world that's saying that we don't deserve to live, but yeah because I have my friends and, and I have the people that I have made a difference in my life. Um, they alone are good enough for a reason that I should live. And that like, that hits you whenever you're not prepared for it. And then having like someone else come up to you, you're like, I don't think I should live. And you're like, no, I'll give you a reason to live. And you're like, Oh gosh, come on. Like that's what happens in 14 a lot. And I think I have a natural tendency of like, cinnamon rolls and characters who are like the beacon of hope and like in life be beacon of hope and gets love i don't know and and that's what you kind of are in 14 though you can change up how you respond to stuff and and, and that's why I enjoy it. that's why i like it i'm also a big jrpg fan you're not as much of a jrpg fan yeah. which if you're not a fan of that you wouldn't get into it as well you can find it you just you just have to give a, a solid good college try of like a month or so and then go from there but i'm, I'm not ever going to force you i'll just recommend <laughs> it and then keep recommending it until highly you complain. recommend it until you complain. Uh, i come to your room bust down the door and then like <laughs> you know the ideas out there for like mom burkhart too if she's out there you know like hey oh, his man. dad his dad did like you could do it i could teach you oh, it'd be fine man. it'd be easy um but no so, Austin. <laughs> so i have a question because yeah. there is one thing so i see that they're playing this on playstation yes so it's available on playstation it's, it's available, available on, on it's available on pc playstation 4 and playstation 5 and they are mm. integrated you can play both together there is it's also just, what you would need a keyboard. No, no. You you can play it with the controller. Actually, if you play it on PlayStation or on your PC, there is a joypad saying which will switch to a game controller, so you can play it from your controller. The only reason why people use a keyboard is to be able to type quicker. 
mm-hmm. which is you know doable it's easy yeah it's not it it's no different from any other game i play on playstation 4 where i'm like want to talk to someone but not in headset get a keyboard but i of what i've heard from people the the controller setup of the game is is very intuitive it feels good responsive but i've never i've never used it. i'm a i'm a keyboard and mouse guy myself gotcha all right austin i think that will basically do it for our discussion of dad of light netflix's dad of light adaptation which they did make a movie for it they made a, a movie version which i think the movie would transcribe for you better because it's, it's less time it's more condensed gets you to the point like you kind of would feel so I, I may look into that myself Austin, we need to know what are we gonna watch next week your decisions your choice okay so we realized that like book of boba fett isn't over so we had to pick each one <laughs> uh so you know it, you got this one season which you never mm-hmm. watched before which was something new which was like fun. we like picked that, something good. and it worked out it was really good um but next week we'll see if Josai feels the same way how i feel about this show okay but uh we're going to watch a show called midnight mass um midnight it is on netflix okay, uh cool. is in eight episode i think it's eight episodes let me check real quick just to make sure seven episode. Um, what it said seven oh, number of episodes seven, seven. All right, which is so good because a lot of shows can they get done are. with only seven. Yeah, so I will. I'm gonna warn some people of a couple things with with this show. Okay. Um, it is a horror show. Like it is a show that could scare some people. Is um, it is it like full horror or is it like psychological horror where it's more of like in your head and not someone running around with a knife trying to kill someone uh it's more of like uh i I don't know how to say this without ruining it uh it's more of like a psychological slash monster horror so kind of like are are you saying like type of entity are you saying like Like, village style hmm. where there is a monster of some sort but most of it is talking communication so like i'll explain it a little bit uh just to like get you like on track of it and maybe you could make it a better definition but a a island in massachusetts um starts witnessing miracles and they start going to the church because the miracles are being performed at the church and it's not every everything's not what it seems to be um so kind of that ordeal um it reminds me like uh this show was done by flanagan and he did the show called house on haunted hill which has like huge praise and when he decided to do this show he's like i've done this i wrote this back in high school and i've been really wanting to do this show um i don't there there might be a couple people in this show that you probably know if you've seen them in other things, I don't remember too much about it. Uh, like the the people, cause I know there's someone in there um, that I'll, I've I'll seen before. Right, awesome. um, 
I, I only know Mike Flanagan, the filmmaker, from mm -hmm. one movie that he did. I've looked at all of them. Can you guess what movie that is? Uh, Mike Flanagan? Yeah. No clue. No clue. Doctor Sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, the, he did Doctor Sleep. To, I forgot about uh, that. Uh, what's, what's, what's that movie? The Shining. Yeah. I only watched because it had Obi-Wan in it. <laughs> it was fine. That, but that, that, that gives me sense. some context for his style of, of stuff. So, I mean, I'm up for it. I'm willing to do it. I'm, I'm not a huge horror fan, but I'm not going to say no to it. I mean, mm. tell me I have to watch it. And I'll watch it. But yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a pretty interesting show. Um, it, the couple warnings that I will say is, there is an episode in episode two or three uh, where an animal does die and it shows it a little bit. Um, I'm just fair warning you. This is very mature content. Like, don't look at this as like, oh, something I can watch with the kids. No, don't watch with the kids. Uh, it is a horror based show. Um, okay. You know, there is violence and stuff in it uh, because of the, the nature of things that do happen in this show. Um, the other thing is, is it's very, very, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this in the words, but I don't really know. It's more of like, um, uh, you know, kind of like how religion is, um, they do base on a certain religion and it's Christianity. So like, you know, well, with the terminology of mass, you know. Yeah, makes Midnight me Mass. Catholic. So, yeah, it reminds me of like old school Stephen King movies or TV shows that were on TV movies. Mm -hmm. uh, like It and uh, Blizzard. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Storm of the Century? That's one of my favorites. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it reminds me of that kind of stuff, but really well done. So I'm really excited for you to see it. It's one of my favorite shows that I've watched in the last like year. Um, but you never know. Like, I, I've never seen you watch anything like this. So I'd like to put you through it to see if there's things like that you would want to watch later. Um, yeah. You know, like House on Haunted Hill and stuff like that. So, well, yeah. I mean, I'm always for psychological things, especially like thrillers and whodunit or things like that. I'm always cool with just because half of the fun for me is figuring out who did it before the show tells me who did it yeah um so i'm always down for that so yeah next mm -hmm. next uh monday we'll do midnight mass mm -hmm. awesome thank you so much for joining me on this episode of bros and shows yeah. i had fun hope you did too and hope everyone else did mm -hmm. watching and listening um till next week where we do midnight mass thank you guys so much for stopping by and thank you so much for tuning in